Hi, and welcome back. This is Rick Bosley, the team leader of the Bosley team in 3L Coaching. I'm here to talk with you through a series called 36-12-3. It's a course written by Gary Keller and his team at Keller Williams International. And we're going to break it down over a series of episodes for you so you can see it in a bite-sizable fashion. And really what it stands for is 36 transactions, 12 months, with three hours of lead generation a day. Three, three hours of lead generation, that's the, the core of our business. We're going to incorporate some scripts, some systems, some tools, some techniques, some mindset, and some habits to make sure you're in control of your destiny to have the best year ever. Stay tuned. Hey, thanks for watching. If you like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe or like or comment or share this with a friend. We're talking today to anybody who runs a business, whether you're a dentist, a loan officer, a title company, a mechanic, or a realtor. This is for anybody who runs their own business or has a commission base because at the end of the day, without leads, without customers, we don't have closings, we don't have income, we don't have revenue, and we don't have a business. So what I'd like to take you on this journey here is a series of courses and episodes and, and content to really help you break through that barrier. And it's going to start with forming of your habits. When, when we start with the goal, we have to think about accountability. Now, accountability sometimes is kind of seen as a four-letter word. People avoid it. They don't love it. They think they want it, but then when they actually get it, it doesn't feel great. And here's the reality of it. In my experience, people love accountability when they do the job. When they do their job, they're going, oh, I hope they check my homework. Or when you know you've been working out, you've been eating well, you can't wait to jump on that scale and see what your next way in. You don't like accountability when you know you've not been doing your job. So here's the first question for you. If you were held accountable right now, how would you feel about it? And if you wouldn't feel great about it, it's kind of a litmus test that says, how can we do activities and get results that make you more accountable? So here's some accountability methods I'd like to talk to you about. And the first one is the accountability method. And, and we think about this with everything we do, whether it's customers or revenue or, or weight loss or, you know, a, a certain goal in the relationship or traveling. You set the goal. First, let's write down what do you want to achieve. And, and we can talk about this in another series of, of creating smart goals. But really, we're going to set goals. And with those goals, they'll be attached to have a key activity. So you've got the goal of where you want to go. Then we decide what are the key activities you must do in order to accomplish that goal. It's those milestones. After we do those activities, let's measure your results. In our coaching program, we tell them the KPIs, the key performance indicators, and, and we track things from the very beginning of conversations to nurtures to appointments down to clients, contracts, and closings. We've got to measure our results and make sure that what we thought we were supposed to do is actually happening to come to fruition. When we measure the results, we're going to like what we see. We're not going to like what we see. We have to evaluate those results. And based on the evaluation, we've got to make some minor tweaks, make some adjustments. And that might mean changing our goals. Sometimes we hear about some goals and, you know, uh, four disciplines of execution. They talk about the big, hairy, audacious goal, right? And, and it's out there. Goals need to be realistic. They also need to be stretching you out of your comfort zone a little bit. So there's some accountability. And when you have this in place, you will go further with many, you'll go faster with few. But get some accountability partners in place, whether it's a peer partner, whether it's a mentor, whether it's a coach, whether it's your broker or your boss or your manager or a coaching program, get some accountability in place. Ultimately, as a coach, I can't hold you accountable. I can have the conversations to make sure you're holding yourself accountable. 
So let's keep going here a little bit as we talk of of the real estate roller coaster. And I'm not going to say real estate. Yes, it's a real estate course. But I'm talking about the productivity roller coaster. And here's what happens to the productivity roller coaster. Uh, you might call it in the weeds. If you're the restaurant industry and you've been there before, you say, hey, I'm in the weeds. That means I've got so many things happening at once. I'm falling short on the core fundamental aspects of what I should do. If I'm in a restaurant and I grew up serving in the 20s, not in the 1920s, when I was in my 20s, and you know it was greet your table within 30 seconds. It was put the drinks on the table within two minutes. There were certain metrics we had to hit. And if I was in the weeds, I was too busy taking care of all my other customers over here, I wasn't able to handle my initial lead response. Well, that's going to ultimately lower my tip, lower my income. We've got to change that. We've got to fix that. You can get in the weeds in real estate as well. It's the real the real estate roller coaster. When we think about this, let's let's just hypothetically think we're going in and we have zero closing, zero customers, nothing going on all the time in the world. We're going to spend all of our time hunting and searching for clients and customers and holding open houses and knocking on doors and, and cruising on social media and, and making videos like this to attract more customers, right? And all of a sudden, we do this week after week after week. Phone starts ringing. Email starts coming in. Appointments are set. And we get busy or we get in the weeds. Now, it's easy if we don't have the core discipline of the lead generation intact. In that we ignore tomorrow's customers because we're handling today's customers. It just makes sense. Why would you put in all that work and all that effort to then ignore them? It just makes sense. Yet we need to avoid that and we need to implement some people, some systems, some tools, some sort of leverage in your life so you avoid that. We've got to maintain that lead generation focus, the lead follow-up focus every day so you don't end up on this roller coaster. And so the challenge that I've got, if you're watching this and if you're listening to this, is going to be what is your goal in this series we're going to do, we're going to use the number and the metrics of 36 closed transactions if you're in real estate 36 is a nice number for a single agent if you have an assistant maybe your number is 48 or 60 if there's three of you on the team maybe you're shooting for 60 or 80 you decide what is it for you but ultimately as a solo agent or someone who's working independently 36 transactions in 12 months working three hours a day in terms of lead generation prospecting and marketing. So that's where we're going to get started and we're going to move forward as we go through this. Uh, throughout this series and throughout this uh, this audio or this visual, wherever you're listening to it or watching it, we're going to go through different sections. And today we're going to talk about the power of one. It's an excerpt taken from Gary Keller's book, The One Thing. And then we're going to move on. And the, the next episode we're going to see is validity and positioning. You see, if, if you guys try to be the best version of me, you'll never beat that. I'm the best version of me and you're the best version of you. We've got to identify based on your experiences, based on your track record, based on your influence, based on your network, what is your unique value proposition that you can bring to the table? And how can we position you with validity to build trust and clients to be able to give you your next deal? So we're talking about validity and prospecting. Next episode is going to be about prospecting and how can we talk about it? There's two forms of lead generation, prospecting and marketing. So prospecting is first, next session on marketing. Then we're talking about leveraging a database. Everything, I don't care what industry you're in, it's going to be around your database because the database is people who already know, like, and trust us. Now, yes, you can talk to strangers, you can convert strangers, but man, the work that goes into converting a stranger versus a friend, work with a database. Everything we do is about building or converting our database. How do we do it? We offer unique, specific items of value and conversations. Be useful, be needed, be a resource 
of what's important to them, not what's important for you. So we're going to talk about how we can leverage that database and create some systems in place so you can actually give systematic deliverable items of value that doesn't just make you one of 20,000 people in your industry. Once we have that database, we're going to take that and parlay it of going, what if I need to build my database? What if it's not strong enough? Well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about working and converting your casual conversations and converting your Mets into a powerful database or maybe a farm. In real estate, we think about farming as geographical, oftentimes a neighborhood. Well, we're going to talk about demographic farms, psychographic farms, maybe churches or schools or um, you know, different chambers, that sort of thing. Open houses are a great strategy to create leads. Fizbos, expireds, agent referrals. And there's also part of that, which, which will be an added bonus, is going to be how do we do some online influence, whether it's social media or whether it's third-party referral uh, companies like Zillow or Realtor or Opsity or all these companies and how can we convert some online leads. So we're going to go through each of these strategies. Finally, lead conversion. It's one thing to have that conversation. It's another thing that we've now got to convert the leads, ultimately converting the leads into clients, into contracts, into closings. We wrap that up with living your goals. At the end of the day, the mission at Keller Williams is to have a career worth having, a business worth owning, and a life worth living. If you're not living your best life, what are we doing this for? You know, five regrets of dying that never says, I, I never said I wish I would have gone on more listing appointments. It's about living your, your fullest and your best life, leaving a legacy that you're proud of. And that's going to be the course we're going to take you here through 36.12.3. If you like the way that sounds, then stay tuned. Make sure you subscribe so every time a new episode is dropped, it'll ring that bell, hit that notifications. That way you can take this journey with us to have your best life. And if you're not reaching your full potential, you know you're just not creating those powerful habits Let's start by focusing on that one goal of creating lead generation and lead follow-up habit every day. You can choose what's best for you, and I can't wait to do it with you. Thanks so much.